You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show all right, it's Wednesday, and that means we're back with you yet again. Uh, Jerry and Al, I always love watching ourselves as they start replaying the show uh, on the screen to our right. That's kind of cool. We look handsome. Uh, w- one topic today, Al, that was quite uncomfortable for me, I'm not going to lie, was when Craig brought up the MSG Varsity thing and then talking about Columbia and, you know, what's more important or I don't even know what the hell he was talking about, about taking another job, basically, and maybe doing some other games. Yeah, so Craig had said, had, was, kept, keeps trying to get you more play-by-play jobs. He's like my agent. And uh, we were talking about MSG Varsity the other day. They reached out after hearing the conversation Which and saying, so nice. yes. we, would, we would love to have Jerry Racco come do a couple of high school games. And Craig presented that to you, and then you were... You you had some issues that uh, perhaps schedule wise don't, don't well, work for you. because I know high school football is Friday night and Saturday, all right? When in the hell am I going to find time, honestly, during the football season to do that? And I was trying to make the case, and it's an honest case, that once Columbia starts in September, you know, my weekends are shot starting. And I mean this, and you can, I said to Craig on the air, and I'll say it to you, you can ask my wife, when I get home on Fridays at one o'clock, my kids will see me for dinner at 530, maybe six. And then I'm right back in the office until I get done. Some nights I'm not done till midnight. Now, what are you doing for so, prep? So here's what I do, all right? First of all, we do a radio show. It's a 30-minute radio show that airs on Saturday morning on game day on another radio station in New York City. And I put that together. Now, that's a bunch of components through the week. The interview with the head coach that I'll do on Wednesday could be a player interview as well. And um, that's the way that goes. And then when you talk about prep work for a game, you're talking probably eight, nine hours worth of work uh, in terms of making charts and notes for players. You're st- will you try to memorize players' jersey no, numbers? No, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why I would probably try that. that. 2006 was the first year I ever did Columbia uh, football and basketball. I had done basketball prior. I'd never done football. And I just kind of assumed I got to know who everybody is and I got to memorize the numbers and, and all that. And it was the worst possible thing I could have ever done in my life because I got so confused. I spent literally like 10 days trying to memorize. I don't remember who they played. I think they played Marist, first game I ever did. And I've told you some of the screw-ups I had in that game. So I'm trying to memorize Marist names and numbers, and you want to talk about a colossal fail. It's too much. Think about college football, how many players there are. You have 11 players on offense, 11 on defense, so you got 22 people on the field at all times. Then you're switching units. It's another 22. Then you're talking on offense, you're using three, four, five receivers, different running backs. You got kickers, you got punters, you got. It is absurd. I confused myself so badly. I said, never again. And that's why you use charts. 
and you have the charts in front of you with the notes and the numbers and all the information, but it takes a long time to do that stuff. I was talking to Kenny Albert on my podcast a couple of months ago, and he was talking about how he loves, uh, you know, doing the NFL on Fox, how if you have, like, the same team two weeks in a row. Awesome. It's so great, he said, for prep work, because you've already studied, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys, and nothing's happened, really, between those weeks. All you have to do, it's great. All you do is take a pencil, and you just update the stats with what happened last week. So, you know, if, if, if um, what's his name? If DeMarco Murray had, you know, 11 touchdowns when you were prepping for the last game and he scored two the next day, you just erase it with 13, you're ready to go. Now, Craig is suggesting that perhaps for a high school football game, you could just wing it, Jerry. You can't. Yeah, listen, Al, you can. Like, you could get through it. Of course I could get but through it. But you wouldn't be proud of it, nor would no. you want your work out there like that. And it that. would not be good, and you'd be very unsure of what you're saying. And it's happened to me before. I mean, I, I've told you this story before. I don't know if I did it on this podcast. I did a high school game on Channel 11 in 2007, I think, and I didn't know the players and the information we didn't get. The game was on a Sunday. We didn't get all the information until Friday. You know what it's like prepping for 100 kids in literally 48 hours, of which you didn't know any of them prior to that game. And so there was one play where a quarterback drops back, he throws it, and we had a spotter. I never worked with a spotter before, and it's picked off by number 27, and the spotter points to 27 on the sheet, and I just say, whoever it was, Mike Williams, catches it, and here's the run back, blah, 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 and he goes the distance for a touchdown. And then the spotter is shaking his head. looks like he starts sweating, and I'm like, you know, my hands are up. He flips the card over. He had the wrong team. I was calling it for the other t- – I basically had Team A's quarterback threw it to Team A's number 27. You sound like a moron. I've got a good play-by-play question for you, Jerry. I've always thought this, you know, in this age of cutting costs and digital and all that stuff. Sure. Why do they have – broadcasters traveling to the games. Why can't they get some type of monitor hookup? You watch the game live. You can. And you do the play-by-play that way. You could. I don't know. People think that's not authentic. (sighs) Well, it's not authentic because you're not there, but um, the NBA does it with overseas games all off-season long. They'll put, and the NHL too, I think, does it, but the NBA will put Chris Carino in a studio. Really? And he will call games. Why can't baseball do that? NFL, it's once a week. You could get to the games. It's, Absolutely. It's, you you get a feel do, for what's going on. Baseball is every day. You know how much you learn from being there? Keith Hernandez would love to do his job from home. And I don't blame him. But you realize, I mean, we know that. You know how much information you get from being there? Late injury news, game plan. I'll give you one fast and then we'll move on. Columbia, I forget who they were playing. I want to say it was Yale. Had to be six, seven years ago. And the head coach at the time was a guy by the name of Norris Wilson, who's now on the Rutgers staff. Great guy. And we go down on the field before the game, about three hours before. And he said, uh, it was windy. And he goes, uh, give you a little hint. I said, okay. He goes, first play from scrimmage, going to be a triple reverse, and we're throwing it down the middle of the field because they don't think we can throw it in this wind. Now, if I'm not there, you try and call a triple reverse and then a bomb. He helped me, and right. I call, and I nailed it because I was kind of ready for him. It's things like that that you really need to be there for. Yeah, so, and you wouldn't you get that on. No, you're not a getting monitor. there looking at a screen. Absolutely not. Hmm. Well, that's a good cost-cutting measure if any of the networks are, okay. are thinking. Jerry, here's something, and uh, you'll tell me if this is true or not because we love uh, talking about weight and what people weigh <laughs> and what people eat. Yes, a new study. This does not seem far-fetched at all. Suggests that fatherhood comes with weight gain of three to five pounds, of being a father. Researchers found that a typical six-foot-tall man who lives with a child will gain an average of about four and a half to five pounds at some point after their birth. That same-sized man who doesn't have kids and lives, you know, by himself like myself, 
will actually lose weight in that time. I believe it. Because kids eat junk food. Correct. Why do we let kids eat junk food? Why not? Well, because you can control what's in your house. Yes. And as a guy, you're a guy who likes, uh, you know, who's concerned with what people eat and stuff. Yes. Why would you have junk food in your house? To me, there's no reason not to have it as long as it's controlled. To me, I look at it this way. I have a friend of mine whose kids are not allowed to have anything. Yes. And when those kids are away, and we're talking, not we're not talking 15-year-olds. We're talking 9 years old, 8 years old. When those kids are away from their own house at a party, per se, they look like they haven't eaten in a month. Cookies, ice cream, fruit juice, and they go nuts. It's go time. It is go time. And you get the binge more so than just kind of controlling it. My kids have cookies all the time. They don't have 30 of them. Right. But, like, if, you know, my little guy wants Oreos at night, I give him four Oreos. Go ahead. Have a glass of milk and some Oreos. What's Good their go-to snack? In our, in our house? Yeah, in your house. Believe it or not, strawberries. 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 We run through strawberries, I mean, at an absurd rate. Literally every other day we're buying them. You go organic strawberries or no? I don't. We wash them. Do you soak them? I don't soak I've seen them. my sisters do this, and, and I just started doing it myself. They soak the strawberries first, like in a bowl, hmm. and then w- rinse them off. No, I've never done that. They must usually, have read that somewhere. I don't. We put them in a strainer, and we, you know, yeah. we soak the hell out of them, but we don't, like, soak them in water. Yeah. We spray them, rinse them, whatever. Uh, but that's a huge go-to. Apples have become, in the last All year. Fruit. Yeah. My, well, see, that's the thing. My, my kids eat really well. Ma- uh, Matthew eats nothing but grilled chicken. I don't know why. He loves grilled chicken, and he loves pasta. And he doesn't like sauce. He likes just pasta plain with um, even um, peppers in it he likes. But my point is, the fruit we run through, the last year I put apples in oatmeal with Greek yogurt. So in the last 18 months or so, I've gotten into the habit of buying seven or eight apples every week. It used to last me the week. Now I'm going on Thursday and i got to buy more because now they eat apples every day as well. So when I say, how do you like them apples, your family would say. Well, "Well, there's an argument because one likes Macintosh and the other one likes... Uh, that delicious. was a, yeah. I've tried buying apples. Too many choices. It's a pain in the ass. Macintosh, Red Delicious, yeah. the green ones, the green ones, whatever those are. Green Fiji. apples, Fiji, Fuji. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. It goes to your thing. We have too many choices in this country. The regular red apples huh. taste like a like a wax apple. I don't like the regular. Those are the Red, red Delicious. Apple. Yeah, I don't like those. See, I think they're awesome, but I agree with you. There's something that's why you have to wash them. Yeah, there's and a even, wax coating on them. By the way, sometimes I don't even do that because I'm running late here. Yeah. The other day, I cut it up, and I was listening to the show, 6.30 in the morning, whatever. You know, I was right before I was going to come in, and I started chewing my food and realized I forgot to take the sticker off. <laughs> and then I realized I didn't wash the apple. It's disgusting. That's why the only real fruit you should be eating is a banana. It has its own protective skin. As, as we, we know, because we put it in the toilet and you ate discussed. it. I'm saying you could put an a, a banana in the toilet, unpeel it, and eat it because it's an impenetrable skin. And if all fruits had that, I would eat more fruit because I'm worried about pesticides. You don't eat a lot of fruit? I don't eat a lot of fruit, no. I, I, I'm a big blueberry guy in Love the- blueberries, uh, yeah. And then I'll get watermelon, awesome. but I'll pay extra for the already chopped up watermelon. Have you ever had yellow watermelon? No. So we go to a farm market on the way home from I think Atlantic that's, City. I think you're eating pineapples. It looks like pineapples. I couldn't oh. agree with you more. So we stop at a farm market on the way home from Atlantic City. We pick up the kids down south. And my wife's like, oh, let's get the fruit here. Fine, great. So we pick up all the peppers and the tomatoes, blah, 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 cucumber, everything. And we're like, oh, my, the kids are like watermelon. Let's get a watermelon. So I pick it up, and the girl's like, that's yellow watermelon. She goes, good choice. I said, what does that mean? She goes, it's yellow. I'm like, I had never seen it before. No seeds, like not even the white ones. No seeds at all. And so much sweeter than regular watermelon, which I don't think was possible. 
greatest six dollars I ever spent in my life. And don't well, you think it's that. and don't you think it's weird that we've been able to eliminate the black seeds in the watermelon, but the little white ones we can't control. And you can eat the white ones, and they just kind of, I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get that either. And in the yellow one, there's no seeds at all. Hmm. How about that? I've never seen that. I mean, either it, you cut it up, it looks like pineapple. Very confusing to the eye, I must say. And the children's. And the children's, yes. And a lot of uh, hubbub with the Carmelo Anthony text to Kristaps Porzingis. And the whole ME70 or 0 or whatever the hell he does, uh, I to me, I didn't think it was a big deal, but it was interesting. That's for, It was a good read anyway. Yeah, he signs, I guess, his text messages and emails. Uh, the mellow, he replaces the L and uses the number 7. Well, it's kind of, I think it looks cool. It does kind of look like mellow. It does. And, but I guess if you're foreign, like Porzingis, now, perhaps he's confused. If Although you had to assume that was mellow, right? You just got drafted by the Knicks. You've got to be some sort of moron not to know that that was Carmelo. See, I think that's nice when teammates, uh, someone gets drafted and they contact them. Yes. Like if we hired, let's say you quit and you went to do your batting cage business. Right. And we hired a new, brand new sports update guy. Yeah. I don't think I'd send them a text. You wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't, you wouldn't think even, to it. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. At least to say, listen, this is the way we do things around here. <laughs> I would assume, like, I guess on the first day when I see him, I'll tell him. But I would not even think to send a so nice, friendly email. So if someone got hired. Yeah. You and I'm not saying someone in here that you know. That's right. different. Brand new person. Let's say they hired Andrew Bogish from the CBS Sports Network to come over and work here. Perfect. You have no idea who that is. Hey Al, this is Mark talking. Uh Andrew starts with you guys on Monday. All right. This is on Tuesday. What time is he coming in? Right. He'll be in at four o'clock on Monday morning. All right, awesome. You would let five <laughs> days go by and not say anything until you you just walk in at three fifteen, he yeah. walk in at four and be like, What's up? I'm Al. I'm Al. How you doing? So, it. do you know how to use this equipment? I'd ask him that. That's interesting. I would have thought you would have been a little more hands-on. I would God, not, Boomer and Craig wouldn't say a word, I don't right. think. I would not even, not that I wouldn't want to be hands-on, I wouldn't even think to reach out That's to a new hire. That's actually very interesting to me. Yeah. I would think you would. Would not think of that. Huh. How about that? Jerry, Sports Illustrated has uh, recreated a cover from 50 years ago. Uh, they took the Broadway Joe Namath where he's hanging out by the pool and they put Revis there. I think it's kind of neat, actually. It is kind of neat, but I, I, I feel for Sports Illustrated because the magazine industry is not what it once was with all this internet nonsense, right? So I feel like Sports Illustrated has to constantly come up with gimmicks for their covers. I don't understand why they still print the magazine. I still like a magazine. See, I... I'm not reading them on online. There's too many ads. There's too many pop-ups. There everything takes everything takes forever to load. You know how much easier it is though, like traveling with your iPad and you just kind of pull up whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about reading it on your phone. I find that to be a That's pain annoying. in the butt. But reading on the iPad to me, I mean, you get the apps for these newspapers. Yeah, there are yeah, if ads. You, if you, you know, it's good if you if you're using the ones where you pay for it. Yeah. So if you pay for your Sports Illustrated or Entertainment Weekly or New York Post, that sort of thing, you're right. It, it is easier to navigate. You're not going to get f- flooded with... Uh, every website these days has so many ads and videos that yes. they all, no matter how fast your computer is, no matter how fast your connection is, everything takes forever to load. And I'll tell you one thing that's starting to bother me. You know, it's it was one thing when they would just pop up, you could hit the X, yes. you're good. It's another thing when you've got, all right, you might have to watch before highlights. Yes. 15 seconds, that's fine. There are some of them now that are 45 seconds, 
and you can't do anything unless you watch it, so it's a click-off. And the other one that's really starting to bother me are the ones, I don't know if Deadspin has it, Bob's Blitz, some of them have it, Deadspin. where you're literally in the middle of reading yes. something, and this thing pops up, and you can't get rid of it. That's the Deadspin one now. I mean, it's. I honestly don't even look at it anymore. And I love MLB.com. Every morning when I come in, I watch the, uh, oh, they're the, great. the daily recap, mm-hmm. right? So I get the, they do a great job on the Met game and the Yankee game individually. And I understand that's going to be three and a half minutes long. I'm, I'm going to get a 30-second sure. ad. I'm all for sitting through that. But then every – if I want to see one little 10-second play from another game, I have to run through the same ad. And it's the same ad For 10 usually, seconds, right? 10 seconds, 10-second 10 exactly. clips. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, that's why, that's why looking for a clip is not good. That's why you got to go to the must and the letter C. Yeah. They put a good package together. It's usually a few minutes of the must-see plays of the night. They do it well, but you are right. If you go to just specific plays, you're going to get killed with that 30-second yeah. commercial again. Why do we not have a website with commercials? What are we doing? What do you mean? I don't know. we got to be doing something. That we should be I in mean, commercials? we already squashed the dating idea. That's oh. fine. That seems like a lot of work anyway. It does but seem we, a lot of work. Some, put together some sort of website that people can like watch a video. And yeah. Then, uh, something. Al's boring website. Yeah, that would be boring, though. Oh, that would be boring. Yeah. I mean, can we do something... How about how about our our night? Well, we don't have nightlife. Yeah, that's awful. That's mm-hmm. not going to be go well. Uh, yeah, I guess nothing. I guess yeah, we're just... I got nothing, Jerry. But uh, th- oh, I started with the Sports Illustrated thing. So th- it seems like you know they're doing this gimmick with the uh, Joe Namath thing. Right. Like they always have to have a gimmick every week, where it's like last week it was the uh, soccer team sure. that won. So it was like we have twenty five different covers. Yeah, and they do it with basketball with yeah, the previews like, and man, football and baseball. I don't know what you want them to do. No, no, I'm saying that for them it's, it's tough. tough. They have to constantly try to top each thing and be relevant in a print world where a lot of people will not this. do Why? the print. Why do you have to be relevant in the print world? I don't know. When I you've love got print. a guy like Peter King. Who? Who? Peter King. <laughs> now, you know he's bringing eyeballs to his yes. column. Every, every, but they're so online, that, his column. Right. That's my point. If you're so successful... As Sports Illustrated with Peter King, I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely to do it. I'm not saying he's not. That Monday morning quarterback has essentially become a must-read during the football season. And for the most part, I won't say every week, but a lot of weeks in the year. You're wildly successful. You have ads running. You're getting millions of hits. Why spend the money to run the the, the magazine and struggle? I don't know if they are struggling, but I just don't see many people reading magazines anymore. Yeah, I still like to get a magazine in the mail. Well, Playboy, and sit down and I mean, read it. I'm not you reading Playboy. I get, here's what I get. Uh, I get uh, Entertainment Weekly, which I like, because I like to see what's coming up on television. Okay. I get uh, Money Magazine. I, I like Money Magazine, Because I like to too. see, like, what's, what m- money, like, stock things they they suggest. Have you ever gotten any? I have. Stocks, yeah. Quite a, well, whatever you call where there's, like, a, a bunch in one mutual thing. Mutual funds. Mutual funds. Mm-hmm. I'm a big mutual funds guy. Um, They haven't really paid off, but... They're safe. GQ, GQ magazine. You I get. Still reading I GQ. Do. I do. I do. Wow. Good for I, you. I just like to see what all the with the young fat. I mean, look at Jerry. I'm wearing a nice collared shirt. Clearly, I'm. I'm reading GQ. So am I. I'm not reading GQ. And then my gym sends me this uh, this thing called Experience Life. Okay. Where it's like a little nutrition, a little exercise. That's great. You know, I see. I would have taken you, and I get it for men's health and fitness. I would have thought you would get that. Yeah, I lost touch with those for some reason. Oh, okay. I, I'm nothing against them. I, I would get those again. I just, you know, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, that's the way it goes. This I don't is... get magazines anymore except for that one. I used to get Money Magazine, and I stopped. Oh, I get Travel and Leisure because it was free. I don't know why. It's still fun to go to the mailbox and have a magazine. 
Uh, yeah, I like going to the mailbox and getting checks better. Oh. But the magazines are fine. I did eliminate, if you do all online banking and online bills, yeah. the one good thing is you never have a bill when you go to the mailbox. That's nice. That's like, a, I go to my mailbox, no bills, see, I pay just online. magazines. Here's the problem. I do pay online. Oh, you like, to get, you like to get the notice. I need, yeah, I need the notice, otherwise I forget. Yeah, but if you set it up an email alert, like I'll get a thing, I'll be like, your credit card statement is ready, then you know I have to pay that. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe I should do that, because I pay everything online, but... I still get the statements. On the internet. On the internet, yeah. All, All right, Jared. Well, uh, we'll this see. is on the internet. This is. People could listen to this while paying bills online. I hope you are. And I reading really their hope you are. magazines. Yeah. All right, see you tomorrow. Hmm. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.